0: Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. (laughs) All right, let's go. What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speak Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. I am sitting here with another impactful, incredible guest, a connection made through LinkedIn. Guys, without further ado, I have the honor to introduce Giuseppe Gramatico, uh franchise advisor, author, speaker. He is an impacting and changing lives on why you should franchise today. Uh without further ado, Giuseppe, can you give our audience a three to five minute introduction on you know who you are, your brand, your business, and of course what brings you on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast today?
1: Awesome. Ya, thank you. And I, I love that introduction. I think I'm gonna steal that for, for my show in the in the near future. So yeah, thanks for having me. Very, very excited. We uh we did meet on LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, what what uh what I do is I'm a franchise advisor, and we assist, or some people use a franchise coach or consultant, and essentially we help people figure out if business ownership is the right fit for them. Uh, really important without jumping into brands and things like that. And uh, if it is, we kind of split it up and, and and figure out okay if business ownership is the right fit for them, is franchising the right fit, or is just a, a startup, a non-franchise business the right fit. So. Uh, we like to bring a lot of value, um, you know, help with just, just to clarify your next direction. You know, business ownership is not the right fit for many people. So we like to go through a, a couple exercises, ask some key questions to figure that part out. Uh, my website is GG, my initials, because the name is so hard to spell, to, to spell, uh, so GG, the and on there, you can uh, take a look, have a, um, uh, podcast on there, Franchise Freedom. We offer a free book to all the listeners. You just click on book, put your information in, you'll get a a copy of my brand new ebook. And we're here to help any questions you have on franchising, business ownership. uh, We are a a really good resource to to, uh, take advantage of.
0: So let's dive right into it. I want to get right into the goodies. And this is why I love podcasting, because for me, at times it feels like you know it's a job interview but at the same time it feels like it's an in-depth therapy session so i kind of want to get into the nitty-gritty let's go back to the beginning um i was reading a little bit of your your summary and your story on linkedin and i you could always tell your story better than anyone else so what kind what what made you get into uh franchise advising
1: yeah, the, the short answer is I, I work with an advisor 15 years ago and loved the entire process and knew that one day um, he, he, that individual helped me find my first uh, few franchises uh, to invest in. And from there, I said, you know what, after I gained some experience, I, I want to get into this business as well. Um, you know, my, my story is uh, first generation uh, family came over from Italy, uh, had a restaurant here in New Jersey and just loved the whole idea of owning a business not necessarily a restaurant, not because of uh, there's anything wrong with restaurants. People have to eat obviously, but uh, the hours were terrible, you know, nights, weekends, holidays, and things like that. So uh, knew I knew I wanted to get into a different business and, but decided to go the safe route, you know, got a corporate job, worked in investments, uh, made some good money, uh, got all my financial uh, investment designations and things like that. And, um, after several years of doing that, going back to grad school, uh, thinking uh, maybe that will open up uh, some uh, additional doors, which it did. Uh, figured out I just I did not want to be a, an employee. I've been interviewing, bouncing around, looking at job positions, and realized um, you know being an employee was actually risky. I was I was losing time. I wasn't making the money I wanted to make, and we were just started a family, had some kids on the way, and knew I had to make a change in order to see my. My son, my firstborn, um, you know, instead of getting home at 9, 10 o'clock at night, and he'd be, uh, he'd be asleep uh, way, way before then. So I uh, worked with a business coach, uh, decided um, I like systems in place and like to run with systems in place. So that's the ideal definition of a franchise. And, uh, you know, fast forward a year and uh, met with a franchise uh, consultant coach and uh, they found me after looking at about three or four uh, franchise companies. We found a perfect match here in New Jersey and the rest is history. It's been about 15 years and uh, years ago, I decided, you know what? I also want to be a, uh, a, you know, an advisor, a coach, and I've been helping people ever since and uh, love it every day. I, I, I always jokingly say I, I help people figure out one of the most important decisions that they'll ever make and have saved uh, people millions of dollars uh, telling them not to invest in a franchise or business because, you know, maybe they were just in the wrong job and probably several divorces because I always like to get uh, everyone on the phone. And sometimes that is uncomfortable, but I like to have everyone on the phone, spouse, partner, uh, whoever, whoever's in that decision-making process to make sure that they're informed and comfortable with the, the entire process.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. So let, let, let's kind of touch on that because you're actually, you know, in what you do, you're actually the first person I've ever met. In, in what you do. So I, I'm really curious to learn, of course, the benefits of franchising and why should people franchise now in 2021 more now than ever?
1: Yeah. So there, there's, uh, you know, unlike real estate agents where there's so many, uh, there, there are, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you the number, but there are uh, consultants, all 50 states and coaches that do what I do. Um, you know, I think the key in finding a really good um, advisor is someone that has experience in owning a business. Uh, it's easy to, to give advice, but until you own a business and have that experience, because there's a lot of ups and downs, it's an emotional roller coaster. And it's, uh, you know, when you're when you're starting a business and don't have an income, um, actually going through through that process and that experience, you can give that advice and say, this is what it's going to look like. You're gonna, you're, you know, there, you're, you're gonna have some days where you're like, wow, what the heck did I do? And there's gonna be other days where you're like, wow, I wish I did this sooner. So, um, so, yeah, there, it's not very common. I always compare ourselves to an executive uh, recruiter, um, so that you know, executive recruiter is trying to find you the the right employer. We're trying to find you the the right franchise. But um, the the, the cool part is to anyone that I work with throughout the the entire U.S. and Canada, uh, there's no fee for our service. So I always like to and no contracts and no catches, uh, you know, everyone says, what's the catch? The catch is none. I get compensated only if you invest in a franchise and the franchise company uh, it will uh, pay us a referral fee, whatever that, whatever that number is. So uh, you don't invest. Uh, if you go directly to the franchise company it makes absolutely no difference. Uh, franchisors, um, you know, need to charge every franchisee the exact same amount on the franchise fee. So uh, franchise companies, you know, the question is, well, why don't they do it themselves? Large companies are getting thousands, if, if not, uh, you know, e- even more, depending on uh, the month or the week of inquiries about people looking to invest in the franchise. And many of them are just not qualified. Either they're not qualified financially or they don't uh, have any territory available. So we do a lot of the back work for, uh, to, make, to make sure the, uh, the candidate is the, is the right fit for the franchise. In many cases, they may not be. We take a look at investments, time frame, territory. We do all that behind the scenes, uh, uh, behind the scenes for all our candidates. I think I answered all your questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, you know, you're good. Uh, I, you know, just leading me right into my next question. So I, I want to know what are the three, if there is three, or of course if there's more, there's more, but if you could leave it down to three, but what are the three most important things people should know about this business?
1: About uh, just about franchising.
0: Franchising, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It it's so. a Couple things, right? So you're. It's not a. It's not the right fit for everyone. So, uh, the people that say I was in franchising and the negative, is that um, I need to buy the product and use the service of the franchisor. Well, it's really not a negative. I mean, that's that's just the fr- franchise. You know, it's bringing to the table all the training. Recreate the wheel, um, you know, that that are not saying, OK, I need to figure out the product or, or the service from scratch. Um, so it's it's a system that's kind of put in place for you. And the franchisor uh, does a lot of the trial and error and figures out and makes all the mistakes for you. So you don't have to. So that's the, the biggest thing. So franchising uh, you know a lot of things are figured out for you the systems the training the processes um, in my opinion it's all an advantage if if that's not what you're looking for uh, then I would go the traditional route and just start a you know brand new business and kind of figure it out from scratch Oop, I lost your audio if
0: You lost my audio. Okay. Uh,
1: I just I, I hear it now. Yep, just okay. for a second.
0: No, my I had it on. I I usually I always mute my mic when you know mm-hmm. when my guest is talking because highway right here. Right. But I kind of cut out for a second. Um, my apologies about that. No. So you you touched on the three most important things. Yeah, I think I caught more so of the first part. I didn't catch anything second.
1: Yeah, so I mean it, it's the, it's the systems in place, but you're getting as far as benefits you're getting access to hundreds if not thousands of of, uh, franchisees across the country. So you can speak with, I'm in New Jersey. You're speaking with someone in California or Texas or Arizona, (coughs) excuse me, and figuring out, you know, what's working in your business. Are you following the system? Have you been getting the support? Um, And sometimes maybe, you know, working together, maybe uh, using a bookkeeper for both your businesses since the businesses are similar um, you know, by doing that, you get to share ideas. Typically a franchise or a franchise company will have a annual meeting where everyone gets to meet and figure out what's working, what's not working and and bring some ideas. Like for example, we talked about, you know, the live streaming of, uh, was that uh, studio that restream? Uh, I'm looking at a company called StreamYard. So it, it's good to share some ideas and information. Uh, franchise, fr- as far as franchise companies go, uh, something simple as a I give the example of a painting service. Um, just by being involved, because you could say, "Well, I, I can paint on my own," and uh, you know, I, I can find people. Just by being part of a national uh, franchise, there's economies of scale. There's national pricing, pricing that you can't get as a standalone business. Uh, so that alone will give you the edge in order to be really competitive with your pricing. And 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 that's just one part. There's other aspects where uh, vendors, you know, looking for your manpower, the people to do the actual work, your 1099 subcontractors, um, you know, you'll have national access in the event, you know, you go outside the state and you're in New Jersey and now you're going into New York. Uh, you, you just have this really good access to, to manpower. You get the discounts on, on, on the pricing and that's just the tip of the iceberg, not including all the ongoing training. And in uh, many cases, A lot of franchise companies are saying, how do we give our franchisees a competitive edge? And they're putting together in-house call centers, which is phenomenal. You know, what's the number one reason uh, people lose business? You know, they're they're spending the money on on ads and marketing. They don't pick up the phone. No one's in the office. So the uh, phone calls are getting uh, directed right to the call center. They're picked up 24-7. They take uh, payments, they upsell. I mean, they, that, that is just incredible. You, you have a sales team at your disposal that will upsell. If you're in the mosquito spraying business and people are in their property owners getting spray for mosquitoes, they can upsell them on tick spraying. Uh, you may own other brands and they may say, oh, by the way, in our, in our family of franchises, we can also do, um, uh, you know, lawn, uh, cutting and landscaping. We do painting, we do power washing. So there's tons of benefits. So you have a sales team, you have um, an assistant, everything rolled into one in that call center, which lowers lowers your costs as a franchisee. Um, you know, in many cases, you don't even need an office; it could be run from home, and uh, you don't miss those calls because that's you know, I myself, if someone doesn't pick up the phone, sometimes I go to uh, the second um, second uh, search that came up in Google. So, tons and tons of benefits, but to be clear, it is not for everyone. Um, you know, you know, if you don't want that system, you can, you know, you can set up your own call center probably won't be as economical. It's going to probably cost you a, a lot more, but you can do things on your own, um, depending on what you're looking for. But it's for that person. As I mentioned that it's turnkey as you're training that franchise company is doing the online marketing for you, members gathering customers for you. So day one, you already have a book of business. You already have customers coming in the door. Uh, coming to visit you as you're in training because the marketing has been done because uh, as I mentioned, it's turnkey.
0: So you definitely touched on something. So it definitely goes back to your why, right? So why would someone want to franchise? And, and when you discover your why, I'm like, okay, my why is generational. So it would make sense to franchise, right? So um, does someone need to come to you with a planner? Like, hey, this is my five year, this is my 10 year plan. In terms of franchising, this this is what I want to do. Is this realistic?
1: If they have that, that's great. That that makes the conversation much easier. But no, they, um, you know, I keep it very basic. It's a twenty minute um, right fit call. I call it. It's we're kind of, you know, are we a good fit? Am I a good fit for you, and vice versa? And no, I mean, we're kind of figuring out. In many cases, it's a corporate executive looking to make a switch. They're not happy where they're at. Maybe they've been recently furloughed, so they've they've thought about business ownership. So we explore, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to own a business? If you tell me it's just money and you have no other reason, that's a red flag. There's much easier ways. Um, a business is not, regardless if it's a franchise or not, I don't say this to scare people. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of headaches, um, even if it's a franchise. So you have that system in place, obviously. And that goes to my, my other point. Not every franchise is built the same. So there are You know, plenty of franchise companies that will offer you, uh, uh, you know, much more support, and we and we uh, saw that recently, or I should say, currently, with uh, COVID, franchise companies stepping up, really supporting their franchisees, some more than others, um, but really kind of differentiating themselves because, you know, they may be five painting franchises or five, uh, uh, you know, brick and mortar gym franchises, but which companies actually? stop what they were doing to really assist their franchisees. So as far as the people coming to me, you know, you you need, you need capital to invest in a franchise. You need a open mindset. You need to, uh, be open to suggestion, put a lot of your opinions aside. You know, we, we walk you through A to Z what to expect, uh, assist you in making that decision, but ultimately it's up to you to make that decision. Oh, I lost your audio again. You just.
0: Sorry, if I have that I, I, uh, you made a, you made a really good point. The entire world was on notice when uh, a lot of franchise were really looking out for their employees during COVID. That's a very powerful point. Some better than none, because what I've definitely noticed was once some of these franchises started giving back to the employees and putting back into their brand and their business. The entire world was at a standstill. Everyone was paying attention. And the rest of the world said, you know what? I'm going this way. I'm going to get more into this franchise. I'm going to give more because this is what they're doing. They're taking care of their essential employees. Uh, you know, this has been um, really eye-opening because I, you know, I, man, if you would have asked me, hey, would I be in this position, you know, this time last year it was complete different. So that's how quick life is spinning. Right. right? Like just like that, this could happen. And um, I want to know what are the, if you, if there is maybe one or two, you know, to put it all together, but what is probably the biggest hurdle and uh, adversity moment a, fr- a new franchise uh, could face just starting out?
1: So, so someone, so for someone already investing in a franchise, is that, is that, um yeah. yeah. so So they've already made the decision Yeah, it's it's mostly for the people that um, have never owned the business, right? I mean, this is a business Uh, franchising. I always say is not an industry; it's just a structured business model. So it's it's just that you know it's a first business, so there's a lot of uh, new things to learn, and the franchisor is going to go and try their best to go through and make sure that you set up your legal entity correctly, Um, make sure you go through all the trainings um, and, and hire the best employees, because that's one of the most important things of any business is having the, the right and key employees. So it's just that, um, you know, it's a, it's that shift. Some people are doing this, keeping their job and having a side business and others are doing this full time and diving right in. So it's just that shift. It, it's that, um, refocusing of being an employee and being told exactly what you have to do daily to now I have to, you know, I'm on my own figuring this stuff, uh, stuff out on my own. So, uh, that seems to be the the major shift, and the franchisor is there to assist. You know, they're a phone call away. They're with you. Sometimes they're traveling with you in the field, and you can also reach out to uh, any of the of the franchisees and the um, you know in the business as well.
0: So, in the beginning of um, you know, of course, you know, like recording um, you know this podcast, you know, introduced you, author, speaker. Let's dive into the book because I I, I want to know what are, what are some things that we could definitely look forward to? And w- what are some things that we could definitely take away from just reading the book? Um, all right. Are there any, like any like hidden gems goodies? Cause I'm always, I'm, I'm a big fan of reading. I'm an author myself. Um, I love, I love a good book. So I want to know like, here, like, what are some big takeaways from reading your book?
1: Right. Yeah. So this, so this is the book. So franchise freedom, Got to get in front of the camera there. And that's directly on the um, on the website if you click the book link. So it's about an hour read. If you don't have an hour, um, there is a video. If you click the video button on our website, and that's about that's a not the same, not as much as much detail, but it it gives you the general idea in twenty minutes. And you know what it is is it's a lot of what we spoke about, but it's figuring out. I, I think one of the key takeaways is figuring out what your ideal business looks like with a clear mind. You know, maybe, so this is not something to be doing in the middle of the day um, when there's your phones ringing or you got to take your kids to soccer or whatever else is going on. This is something you do first thing, maybe in the morning, but put together what your ideal business looks like. With that being said, not the ideal business that, um, you know, I call it the, it depends business. It depends if it's going to make me money. It depends if I'm going to be a millionaire the first year, which obviously um, could happen, but there's no guarantee. So does it, you know? So, for example, put together a list, and and, and you're gonna and there's another um, there's another component to it. Where where are you working? You know, do you want to stay in? For example, I live in New Jersey. Do I want to stay in New Jersey, or ideally, do I want to live in another state? Um, you know, uh, what what do my employees look like? Are they? Am I just managing two general managers, and and those two managers running the whole business? Um, am I having more skilled employees where there's a lot of training that, that, um, to get them up and running or something in the, for example, a mosquito spraying franchise where, you know, the technicians, the, I'm not saying there's no training, but there's going to be minimal training. So, um, you know, you need to figure all that out. Uh, What are the hours of operation Monday to Friday, nine to five, or if you're in the restoration, smoke and water mitigation business, 24 seven. So, you know. Put that all down on paper and for every answer the second component is you know write the word why question mark and answer that so if you say home-based well why is it home-based versus going to a retail brick and mortar location figure that out if, if you think the home-based is going to be um, less expensive absolutely there's going to be less cost in setting that up but you could you may or may not spend more on marketing because maybe you're going out to the customer versus the customer coming to you at, at a brick and mortar location. So do some do some soul searching. S- speak with your your partner, your your spouse, figure out, you know, making sure you're on the same page. What do your financials look like? You know, put that all down on a piece of paper and don't assume. So why I say don't assume, I have people coming to me that just tell me what they have in savings, but a franchise company is going to ask you, what's your net worth? Well, how do you figure that out? Assets minus liabilities. So assets are cash, investments, what your home is worth, not what what you your equity, the actual you know what your market value of the home is. Retirement assets. Put that all on the left side of a piece of paper, not on the right side. Subtract what the mortgage is. What do you owe on the home? um, You know, car loans, student loans, that kind of stuff, and figure out because the franchisor wants to know what your net worth is, so that if you do have the money to invest in the franchise, they want to make sure you can. Withstand, you know, the first couple of months possibly without income. Maybe it's two or three or, or more months uh, without income, and, and not, you know, be worried about closing down because you can't support uh, you know, payroll for the for those several months. So, so the, so I know this is a long explanation, but it's soul searching in that you're picking what you truly want without any other people dictating or telling you you should do this because this is hot. Who cares what's hot? You know, that's it's like we're not stock traders here. We're picking businesses that are, you're going to be in this business. It could be five, 10, 20 years. Uh, this is a way of building a legacy, uh, maybe buying multiple franchises that you pass down from generation to generation. So that's, a, that's a, a long answer and a big takeaway. The second takeaway, regardless if you buy a franchise, is build the, uh, build the right team. And wh- what I mean by that is, um, you know, I, I uh, would love to be on that team as an advisor uh, and assist you because I am non-biased. You know, I, I hope to find you the best business. If it is franchising, great. If not, we have we have uh, uh, people that we uh, partner with that can assist as well. Even if we figure out business ownership isn't the right fit, we have uh, we work with executive recruiters, career transition specialists across the uh, country. But as part of that team, you want to make sure you have you know your attorney. And when dealing with a franchise, you want an attorney to help you with the estate but you also need a franchise attorney. Why do you need a franchise attorney? They have to be familiar with reading uh, a franchise disclosure document. So I know this isn't really exciting stuff, but you need an individual that not only can read the document, but understands and, and can set the expectation level in that these documents are pretty much written in stone. They're, they're not there to make edits and, and red line all over the place. They're going to bring a few key uh, you know, questions. Maybe you should ask the franchisor, Maybe request a change if they approve it. It's not often, but it does happen. Uh, so that fran- franchise attorney specifically can assist you and, and, and possibly set up the the LLC and, and everything else that goes with it. The accountant that's that's a, that's a huge uh, part of it as well. The, the accountant and attorney should be speaking with one another to figure out you know what what's my legal entity. Ideally, in this type of business, I may have a partner, I may not, or I may want partners down the road. Is it an LLC? Is it an S corp, um, you know, and that kind of thing? So, uh, and you know, and, and I always throw in a financial advisor, um, and that financial advisor obviously is going to look at the big picture, making sure you have the allocations. Because at the end of the day, this is an investment vehicle. There's no right or wrong. A business is an investment vehicle. You know, some people own stocks and, and bonds and, and real estate, and they you know get their their income from from those uh, vehicles. Uh, one is not better than the other. Once again, it's obviously. Uh, stock selection is going to be a lot more passive, and you're going to have you're going to be a lot more active in in your business. But uh, in my case, I started with a financial advisor. She referred me to our attorney. She referred me to uh, our accountant. They're all friends. They all speak t- together, and that's key. I, I did not have that in the past. But if you can have this team on the same page, all talking together, it's going to make your life a lot easier, and you're not going to have to constantly repeat. My account said this. My financial advisor said that. They can jump on a twenty-minute call, figure it all out for you, and uh, you'll be in uh, in good hands.
0: Yeah, you know, I got. I want to plant the seed now. I definitely want to talk to you offline. Um, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling with the next question. Um, Definitely, um, absolutely, to you offline for sure. So, I want to ask you. You know. For me personally, a lot of life-changing things, you know, with the pandemic. I have learned so much. So, personal business as well. But um business of course, what has the recent pandemic, all going on in the world. Right. What has this all taught you in business?
1: <laughs> it's taught it's taught us a lot. I mean, obviously, uh there's no, you know, this is uh, something that, unfortunately, is, is inevitable, right? I mean, there's always we've had things in the past like a September 11th, and I'm not comparing one versus the other, but there are going to be things that happen that are going to flip your world upside down. I mean, it's um, it's inevitable. It, you know, hopefully, it doesn't happen again soon. Hopefully, you know, things uh, go much smoother. But in business, we can't predict uh, predict the future um, with um, with employees. I talk about insurance and I talk about safety nets and what does that mean as an employee, we have health insurance and life insurance, uh, obviously as business owners as well, but focusing on employees, I go, what's your safety net. If you get fired, you get two weeks severance and, a, you know, pat on the back, great job. And, uh, we'll write you a, a referral reference letter. So we talk about, you know, what is that, that plan B, what is that safety net? And, um, many of the people I work with have purchased a business that could be run more as a side business. So, it's opening up your eyes that just because there's no such thing as a stable job, job could be here today, gone tomorrow. Um, You don't have as much control as an employee and you can lose your job. And, you know, two weeks severance is great. And hopefully it's, it's more than two weeks. And then obviously whatever unemployment is, but how do you prepare yourself in the event Um, an industry goes out of favor and something else kind of takes over? Um, You know, as far as what, as far as what we've learned in business, you need to, you need to be, quick on your feet and you need to make some tough and quick decisions. Um, So in many cases, for example, we have a, um, not to name names, but in, in, um, in the education space, we work with a a franchise that revolves around tutoring and each franchise owner uh, recruits their own recruiters, um, um, tutor, excuse me, uh, in their small market. And uh, you know, maybe five, 10, 20 uh, uh, tutors in that area. And pandemic affected everyone. You were going to people's homes. So they were doing it virtually via Zoom uh, or I'm sorry through the technology. And um, but it's like, okay, well, a lot of people are in in kind of limbo. They didn't know where they stood. So they went virtual and opened it up so that any franchise in the system can utilize the thousand plus tutors that they have across the country. So they pivoted a little bit. So what do they do? They all work with their franchisees to make sure that they were okay. checked checked in on basically Went the virtual route uh, through their uh, proprietary technology, and then opened up their entire system so that if you're in New Jersey, I can utilize a tutor in the Phoenix, Arizona market, or whatever market that they're in, um, to make it a true virtual experience. Um, You know, you know, being able to to kind of pivot health health uh, health clubs, or I should say, fitness centers. um, You weren't allowed; they were they were closed. So what did they do? They went virtual. And you know, in, in in a way, it almost benefited the the member much more because now they were getting a lot more personalized training, all done virtually. Coaching they didn't have to leave their house as long as they had some equipment. So it's you know we don't you know we don't just sit there and put our hands up and, and give up. We, you know we have to really fight for our businesses and, and to to kind of stay alive and stay in business. So you know some of the franchisees really stood out as a business owner, franchise or not you know you need to figure out okay if things aren't working for me right now you know what other services can i offer do i continue as is do i you know what do i do differently to stay in business to kind of differentiate myself you know if i can't get to the gym how do i how do i uh, support my members virtually um you know if i'm in um, you know going back to tutoring i can't visit the uh, the student at their home how do i how do i do it virtually that so that's easy for the um, you know for that student to take advantage of the tutoring service so uh, quick, quick to pivot. You know, you always have you always have to be ready in the event. Um, and we saw some really great success stories, uh, success stories in the franchise industry where people really kind of changing around, and and the franchisors really stepped up to assist each of their franchisees to ensure that they were successful and they that they, they kept their businesses afloat.
0: Yeah, man, really, uh, really, really, really uh, impactful, incredible stuff going on especially now more than ever because there are a lot of startups um you know in clubhouse in particular i'm in so much different groups and i've learned so much in a short time there's a lot going on there's a lot of money going around there's um there's a ppp there's eil's um my last guest prior to you multi-millionaire does tons of real estate Uh, i've interviewed so much different real estate investors what are your what are your thoughts on um commercial real estate and franchising because you know that's been a couple of well that's what's going on in my head right now but um you know I, I've been hearing a lot about commercial real estate so what are you seeing in that in terms of just franchising now in the economy going into 2021 now
1: yeah good question uh you know for what I've seen in the people I work with um you know they're they're going in with leases so they're not uh, owning the underlying real estate Um, there are franchises in real that, that are more of a real estate play. So for example, uh, salon suites, what that is, is basically you take over an entire floor of a building and you build out 30 to 40 small, uh, salon suites. So they may be one, two or three seats. That's your own business. Instead of having your own storefront, it's just a small suite and the franchisor assists with, um, you know, giving you an app to make payments, to schedule and things like that. You don't even need someone at the front desk. Everything is done via technology. Uh, you sign yourself in. You go right up to the to the suite and open up the door, and then you know whatever service you're, you're getting for the day. So it's a real estate play in that the franchisee, once they have their all their tenants filled out, they're looking for additional locations that they can. Uh, you know the, the the trick is getting a great lease on, and and nowadays we're hearing of some phenomenal opportunities with landlords having open space. Um, you know and kind of. You know, taking advantage of, of some of the uh, some of the deals right now, as far as commercial real estate goes, they're are two different businesses in many cases. So, as I mentioned, a lot of the franchisees are, are leasing or renting. Um, you can also buy the building itself, and that's you know a, a, almost a separate business. And you know, you, you may you may have two entities: one one business entity for the for the building, one for the underlying uh, business. Uh, Because you may have uh, tenants that you're renting out to, or it may just be the building just for you and that's it. But in many cases, you may have three or four tenants, you know, three or four additional streams of income under a different entity. So um, nothing against that. I'm sure there's some great deals out there, but I will say from just talking to franchisees all over the country, there are some phenomenal lease deals. So definitely when looking at buying the underlying property or leasing, um, you know, look at all the numbers. Um, It's really, money's really cheap right now. Um, rates are really low, but take a look at both to see if it makes sense. Because at, at the end of the day, the, and in my case, my last business, we were going to buy the building, but given the amount down and the, the mortgage payments, and if, if one or two of the tenants uh, weren't able, because it was a, a really large building, um, I, I felt I made the decision, uh, that it may have hurt the under my underlying business, what we were doing, because I felt, you know, if we, if we don't have tenants or, something happens there, I'm not going to be able to put as much money into my other business. So I decided just to lease and and it worked out. But in many cases it is like owning a, it's a second business in and of itself.
0: I like that. I really like that. You you know, uh, as you mentioned that, um, I'm like, man, this is like, this is like really New York, New Jersey, because I'm thinking of like a block on Queens, you know, you have the bodega, you have the house and you, you know, right. All of that, so that you're definitely giving me some different ideas because you know I live upstate New York now, Poughkeepsie, Dutchess County. Um, big difference, but you know we don't have uh, storefronts like that. But that's a really interesting way to look at it too. Um, yeah, I think franchising is definitely the way to go if you're thinking long term. Someone told this. Someone told me this quote um, in the beginning of the pandemic: there are going to be three types of people, right? There are going to be millionaires, billionaires, and witnesses. Once this pandemic is over. Right there are a lot of startups just just pretty much just coming out of nowhere, coming out the gateway. You know, Airbnb's it's flying on stocks now. Tesla's flying. There's a lot going on. So um, you know, people are looking at different like, different things and talking to you. It's like, damn! It's like all these mental doors are opening up mm-hmm. because I've never had. Well, I definitely did have some little thought here and there, but I've never uh thought of franchising the way you do it now mm-hmm. and and literally how you. Of course, you know, your brand, your business, your career, um, the impact that you have on lives is powerful, man. So I, I want to tip my hat to you on that because that, that's real stuff. If I come to you with a dream, hey, this means the world to me. Can we make this happen? And you say, yeah, that yeah, let's go. You know, so yeah, man, I tip my hat to you, man.
1: No, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I truly enjoy this is my passion. Um, I have sold off. You know, people say, what other businesses have you owned? I, I've sold off my other businesses why did I sell? Well, we, we sold at the peak of the market and uh, did well. And I, I'm doing this full time. I want to focus. It's just me. No one else answers my emails or my phone calls. I truly enjoy and, and and try to help as many people as possible. This is confusing. You know, we hire coaches for fitness and we hire, you know, business coaches and all this other stuff. And when looking to acquire a business, some people are on, uh, I noticed uh, talking to a gentleman the other day on biz buy sell you know, just putting in okay. Well, up to a hundred thousand in this part of New Jersey, maybe retail, maybe this. And I'm like, what are you basing this off of? And he said, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking to see what else is out there. And I'm not against a non-franchise business, but really figure out why why you're doing this. Um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of lot of moving parts. But my job is to assist in that decision, but also to open up your eyes in, in, in that, you know, why people are owning franchises. Like someone said to me the other day, it's impossible to keep a job and um, and own a side business. That's not realistic. And, and I said, that's not true. I have someone that we helped last year. Um, he opened up February of this year and he's killing it. He's got a full-time job. Um, he's got the business that he's running, huge territory and does extremely well. And, you know, eventually he, he may leave that job to really focus in on the business, but he hired a manager and the manager runs the show on a day to day. So what's the key finding? You have to find the right ideal person. You have to really know, um, you know, your employees are the lifeblood of the business and you need to r- f- find the right people and treat them extremely well.
0: And, and this is why I always say this. I network more than I work mm-hmm. literally, you know, this is what I do. This is my job, you know, podcasting. It's networking for me. So, yeah, you know, networking, talking to people that yeah, you, that could definitely help you go to the next level, you know, if, if, sure, if you're, you know, thinking long term, which is why I'm so happy to talk to you now, you know, timing couldn't be any better. It's, you know, it's the beginning of January. It's a new year. A lot of people, um, you know, stimulus is coming out. There's a lot going on. Right. Uh, and based, you know, with my sales background, I know a lot of people purchase based off emotion. Of so what are some benefits with your coaching program that that you want people to know about? Like, Hey, here are like five reasons why, um, you know, you would benefit from, you know, this coaching program.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the program, and by the way, my book, if you want to go it alone, read the book, the book outlines it for you. Um, you know, so step one, getting clear if you should own a business. Step two, um, you know, figuring out biz, uh standalone business. I'm sorry, a non-franchise versus a, a franchise business. Uh, step three, getting getting clear on your why, why you're doing this, um, which leads into what does the ideal uh, business look like? Because, you know, we're not looking a year, you know, in, in, in the future, we're looking at five, 10, 15 years down, down the road. There's a true game plan. It's not all about picking one company. So a big part of um, actually... There's a section in the book, but this is, this is more personalized depending on the individual. We talk about you know almost like um, a way to lock in, not your success, but a, a way to eliminate competition in the future. And that's by buying larger territories, because one thing you need to figure out is what type of income you want to make and how many territories and or locations am I going to need in order to make uh, to hit that goal? And in many cases, it's not going to be one. It may be two or three. So what opportunities do I have uh, in New Jersey, New York, wherever it is, and, and what territories are available that are, that are all connected that I can take advantage of? So, you know, that, that's an, another, an, another key takeaway. And, you know, just how to do the due diligence in researching a company. 4,000 franchise companies in the U.S. So w- once again, 4,000. So I don't know anyone personally, and I know a lot of people that can go through 4,000 companies and do due diligence. Um, it's also a complete waste of time because we have, I've, I've met people that, you know, you know, over the years that I've done all this research to, to make a decision. And I was very familiar with the brand they were looking at. And I said, it's a waste of time. And when they said, well, why do you say it's a waste of time? And I said that the, the state of New Jersey sold out. So, you know, why go through the trouble of researching a franchise when there's no territory available? So, um, you know, one, one thing I do, so one, one of the huge benefits of what I do is, uh, I have the I basically have my finger on the pulse on what's working in the in the in the franchising world um, what what franchisees are doing rec- recommending how how they pivoted. um I can pick up the phone, maybe speak with a president, CEO, maybe it's a VP of franchise development, talk to them about a specific candidate and we talk about, you know, is so and so a good fit and more importantly, what territory do you have available? We discuss territory to find out there is no territory, but they can send out a quick email to see if the two franchisees in that area are willing to sell and we've structured deals that way where this is before biz buy sell this is before anything hits the market this is just asking hey there's a potential buyer in northern new jersey are you know would you guys be willing to sell we can put them we can bundle the two businesses together and sell to one uh, one buyer one investor so these are things i do in the background to, to figure out okay these are the these are two or three companies that match they have territory or they have certain resales available and this is what they're asking uh, but we kind of bundle it all for you and you know this is all just to figure out the franchise and get there then we you know we you know after after investing in the franchise a part of the coaching program continues so this is the after part where you know if if that franchisee wants to ex- ex- uh, continue to expand look at comp- complementary brands so if you are spraying for mosquitoes reaching a thousand households and want to stay in that in that area you're in, the county you're in, and you want to now offer painting service, you can invest in additional franchise and your client base is still the same people. They're the thousand homeowners. You know, you're not going out there uh, spending that much money in advertising. You can literally just call up every single customer and say, Hey, are you happy with the mosquito spraying service? Yes. Everything's going great. Uh, by the way, we started and expanded our business. We now offer, uh, you know, painting service or landscaping service or what have you. So, uh, you know, it's a quick way to expand your business. So we, we work as kind of a strategist to figure out, you know, what that, what that future looks like. And, and, and lastly, you know, we get calls all the time asking us from, from fellow franchisees, people that we've placed, can you recommend vendors? So now that, you know, you talked about the team and I I talked, I talked about the team in the book, uh, building that team. Who is the financial advisor you would recommend? Um, what about, what about merchant services, payroll? Who do you use? Who have you used in your past businesses? Can you pass along a name? So our coaching process is, is continuous. We, this is, are you know, we're in it for the long term. We work together. I so said, just because we're working now doesn't mean it ends. We're going to continue working from years to come. Um, and that we just try to add value on every single call and answer the questions. Um, to your point and what you do, and I also, as I mentioned, on um, run a podcast. A really good uh, book that I just read. It cost me about ninety nine cents. I hope the deal. I'm not sure if it's still available. Uh, Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach highly recommend his. Uh, his I don't take his, his course, but I've uh, invested in his books. It's called Who Not How, um, and it's it's basically you know when some when when uh, we talked about the pandemic and COVID and, um, issues. And you said, well, you know, what have, what have I seen? The one of the biggest takeaways in that book and how it kind of relates to now is it's not, how am I going to fix my business? Who is there to help me turn around and fix my business? Who, who has the connections I need to really take my business to the next level? So I highly recommend it. I think it was like 99 cents on Amazon Kindle, uh, over the holidays. So, uh, check it out.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Sure. So how I have two questions for you. How do you how do you unplug and what is your why? What drives you?
1: How do I unplug? Well, my mind's always going. So I, I like uh someone said I should try meditation just to uh quiet it because I I always have ideas, you know, not you know, not, not, not necessarily franchising, but just business ideas and how to do business more efficient, efficiently. I, I like to streamline stuff. I, I hate reinventing the wheel. So that's just the way my mind works. So how do I unplug? It's, um, you know, I put together a, a schedule I learned from a coach years ago. I put together, I have a Google calendar, Monday to Friday. I put my my important stuff on there. So kind of like date night with my uh, with my wife and maybe date night or maybe just a lunch, a quick lunch. Um, you know, uh, soccer, you know, my kids play soccer, play music. So I, I, put that on the calendar and those areas are blocked. So that's, that's my family time dinner every night around six or seven, uh, depending on my last call. So those are the things we do family movie night or, you know, Netflix with, we're stuck on a, a man with a plan. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but we are addicted to that and Cobra Kai. So I admit it, you know, I, I get addicted to Netflix as well, but um, uh, so, uh, that, and we get, you know, it's every Friday night. Those are like my, my two vices, Nef- Netflix and pizza and and the kids love it. You know, we get to spend time, uh, spend time together. Um, so that's kind of how we unplug. I, I forget your second question. I got excited about pizza and Netflix. I forgot there was a second part to that.
0: <laughs> well, my question, yeah, you, I think you just answered it. Uh, how do you unplug? Is your why? Yeah. You said it right yeah. there.
1: Oh, my why? Yeah. Yeah. My, my why, I mean, why, why did I start, start this business? I mean, you know, I, I had a, a a really good paying job. I mean, it was, I did, you know, really well for myself. I uh, did have a five hour commute, two and a half hours door to door. So my why was simply, you know, I, I looked into the future. We had, uh, you know, my first born on the way and I said, I, I can't continue this route. So my why was just my family is, is it's, it's very, very simple. I'm doing it. So to, to have a, you know, financially take care of everything. My wife works as well. So, you know, we both um, financially support, you always, you know, you try to give more and as much as possible, but um, you know, spending time with them, um, showing them what's, you know, hard work because talking about it and then actually doing it and seeing it, are, you know, two different things. So we try to show them through example, hard work pays off, but my wife is my family spending as, as much time together. And then who knows, once they become teenagers, that may be another story. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if they're listening to this years from now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's incredible, man. You know, you're, you're a family man. And it, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, I love to ask people, you know, what is your why? And y- your whole demeanor changed. You know, you're talking about your family. You start lighting up. You're like this. You are like, <laughs> you know, you just start going. It's, it's great. It's good stuff. And I, I, I see what drives you. And, and that's a really good thing. So I want to ask you: What are some things that we could definitely? What can we look forward to? Twenty twenty one coming from your, you know, your podcast, your brand, your business. What are some things that we can look forward to?
1: Yeah, we, we're we're trying. We're bringing as as many experts to the table as possible. So we're bringing fr- um, CEOs, presidents of founders. Uh, you know, so forget about president. Actual founders of franchise companies to the table. Um, you know, we're we've thought about the idea of even launching a second podcast or seeing if we can work it with. Uh, the Franchise Freedom Podcast, and just talk directly to, you know, who I'm working with. So the people that are corporate execs that don't know what to do, that think they're going to be laid off or recently furloughed, getting them on, on the, um, on the show and figuring out what are their concerns, what are they doing, um, what have they done, where can we help, you know, who can we put them in touch with, and just doing a live show, we'll have people, uh, you know, you know that can just log in and and, and give some advice or. Uh, offer their services and what have you so you know it's 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 a lot of free information um, I call it kind of a almost like an MBA um, you know via via podcast and you can select based off of your your interests and you know for example funding if you click on our funding pi- uh, podcast with uh, Guidant financial you'll learn about how you can fund your first business uh, with a retirement plan uh, ca- there's a caveat caveat is uh, you know it cannot be typically with your current employer but you're able um penalty free to, uh, to set up a um, your first business with a, a retirement plan uh and there's a whole process it's called a, a robs plan and uh, i think you set up a c corporation bring the money over and the, there's a whole process i don't like to talk too much about it i like to get the professionals on the line but there are um various ways to fund um, so yeah, so just bringing as many experts to the table. Another, another topic that it's, it's not an expertise of mine is how do I franchise my business? That, that's a very common question. So, you know, going back to why you're look, why the, the people that were looking at a franchise to begin with, why do you want to franchise your business? And many people can't answer it. And I'll just say, think about why you want to franchise it. If it's just for the money, I would say probably not a good fit, but just keep, uh, you know, realize if you are in the, you know, talk about my my uh, my vice pizza. You know, if you like making pizza, you own your own you know establishment, and you want to franchise. it, Keep in mind, you're not going to be cooking as much. You're going to be coaching uh, and putting together um, you know uh, operations manuals and things like that in order to make your franchisees extremely successful. So, uh, be careful what you ask for, and and figure out okay if you go that route. You know, you're going to be coaching franchisees across the country. So. For those people that are really serious um, about going that route, uh, we work directly uh, with the CEO of iFranchise Group, Mark Siebert. Um, actually, I put his book away. I had his book uh, on the side here. Um, and uh, he talks about you know franchising versus licensing. And he's a great resource because he'll be able to walk every option through with you. And more importantly, many people don't move forward because he'll put toge- uh, uh, right away because he'll put together a plan and say, you know, open up a second or third location, and then we can figure out from there if a license or a franchise may be an appropriate uh, fit for you. So we're, uh, you know, putting, getting as many people on on the show as possible. And then when people do ask me a question about how do I get my, how do I convert my business to a franchise? I could just send them the link. And they're typically about 30, 40 minutes long, chock full of information. And uh, you can also, I guess, get a summary on the, through the uh, uh, transcription of the show.
0: What are, what are some big takeaways that you want, um, the audience to take away from this episode in particular and what you do?
1: Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're here to help. Um, you know, given what we do, you know, someone said jokingly, we're the e-harmony of franchising and that we're matchmakers, right? But it's not just, you know, finding a franchise that matches is, is actually pretty easy for me. Um, it's really you know, finding someone, if you can't do it yourself, I'm here to help if you know, it's someone that can really sit you down, ask you the, the right questions. And you know, I, and I, I wrote an article on LinkedIn years ago, it's called why, and I talk about my kids and how they, why you to death. Every, every question is why, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? I do the same thing. Ironically, when someone says, I want this, a restaurant. Why? Well, there's a line out the door of a restaurant. So like, what is, what does that, what does that have to do with anything? Um, uh, I'm not really sure, and, and I'll, I'll I'll step back and say, are you looking for a business with that has high demand because everyone has to eat? And I'll say, yeah, that that, that is true. Just because there's a line at the door doesn't mean they're making any money, right? So it's kind of like the dollar dollar uh, value meal at or uh, menu at McDonald's. They don't really make any money. If in many cases they lose money on each product, but the whole point is once that customer's in, they upsell you and they make money, and obviously the other products. So that's just a different way of marketing. So. You know, figure out you know the, the the takeaways. Figure out why why you're you're doing this. I I can help. Um, if it's to answer a basic question on franchising, give me a call. There are there are resources and people out there. The internet um, gets confusing. There's so much information. So I'll give you a, a an unbi- unbiased opinion. I, I I think it's unbiased based off of my experience as an employee. I've been through three mergers. I left my job. I started a franchise. I've been non franchised and I've been on the franchise or side. So I've basically been on all sides. So I can give you and steer you in, in, in the right direction. But ultimately, no one should be making any recommendation to you on a first call. If it's if you're working with me or someone else, if people are saying, yeah, you should buy a XYZ franchise, I, w- I would run away. Similar to the financial advisor that's giving you uh, stock trades to make on the first call when they're not, you know, when they don't ask what your why is. Are you married? Do you have kids? What are you know? What, what are your goals? If they're not asking those questions and going right into advice mode, I would uh, I would run away as fast as possible. So, you know, find someone that you like would love to work with you, but find someone that that is a uh, you know that doesn't clash personality wise. Uh, I said my advice is free, but you have to put up my jokes. So that that's the the uh, <laughs> I'd say the the charge of admission. But um, you know, we're we're here to help. I'm not the only one that does it. The book will give you some some great feedback, and I'm I'm sorry, great advice. And if you're not ready, listen listen to my podcast, listen to other people's podcasts, gain as much information as possible. Don't spend years absorbing it. Eventually, you're going to have to take action. And once you're ready, um, twenty minute investment of your time, and uh, we'll, well, you know, I may I may steer you in a completely different direction. And uh, I think I think that's priceless right there. And I wish I wish I had more of that. Uh, you know, when I when I started my search. So I'm basically trying to trying to eliminate some of the struggles I had to go through in the very beginning, and just trying to make it as as easy as possible for as many people as I can.
0: Well, the, you know, and 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 that's the power of community. You know, people come with experiences, mm-hmm. all right. So you're teaching people in your coaching experience, so you're you're helping uh, those, you know that you're definitely helping a lot of people save five to 10 years of just pain and, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a lot of roadblocks. So you've seen it from all sides. So you could tell the best story and you could show people the best result. So, yeah, you know, um, so I definitely want to wrap this up, but you know, some big takeaways from this is definitely, uh, check your blind spot. That, that that That's my biggest takeaway. Check your blind spot and, and fill in those spots with the people that can help you see your vision, right? So you don't have any blind spots. As you mentioned, if you have everyone in your network around you, it makes it a lot easier. So yes. it makes it yeah. 10 times easier. So I definitely, we're definitely going to connect. I got to talk to you offline for sure. I don't want to talk about the stuff that you know I've, I've been working on, on yeah no, i
1: would love 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 yeah. to to help in in any yeah. way possible and uh, you know if anyone wants to contact me you can go right right to the website it's uh gg my initials the um, go right on there you can book a call with me you can watch the webinar which is kind of a shorter version of the book you can download the book for free pick up a copy on amazon if you if you prefer print um, i will i will say this kind of my last point you know many people go the franchise route. It's not because it's one is, as I mentioned better than the other. It's because some people have that dream to start their own business, put together a business plan, and then they sit on it for five or ten years, do nothing with it. so i I say, you know the the franchise kind of gives you that unfair advantage if 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 it fits what you what you're looking for, and it allows you to, you know opposite of the saying think outside the box. it's it's kind of think I, I forget who said this think inside the box in that, let me put together my box, which is what I am looking for, and put to as many things in that box as possible. The stuff that I'm looking for, as far as the type of business, the the hours of operations, and my skill set, which is you know another huge and important aspect that we didn't talk about. But let me think inside the box. Let me find. Let me create that box. Put everything else I want in there, and then try to find the franchise that that kind of fits in there. But you know, having that unfair advantage, that advantage to give you the leg up and get started right away that's huge versus the business plan um you know that's a great idea but just never takes off because it just sits there in the back burner this is the franchisor will not allow that they will uh they will definitely uh, assist you and motivate you to to start the process oh you're you're on mute again sorry oh no,
0: okay. sorry my apologies no problem. Well, well said well said you know Streaming off our stream, this is great because I'm wrapping it up, but definitely uh, this was an incredible experience Um, in this episode. uh, You know, my mind was just, you know, open with floodgated with so much new ideas and new concepts of, you know, playing long term. I think one of the things that 2020 definitely, 2020 definitely rattled me. Okay, it it, it had me like this. (laughs) Right. It had everyone, the entire world like this. Okay, show me what you got. Show me what you could do right so this episode uh just oh man I, you you guys are gonna see it better than I could tell you so yeah you know I'm really excited to number one i'm I'm gonna get your book so I, I definitely need a copy uh you also mentioned a video book can you also tell us where we could get that
1: yeah that that's so right on the website so gg com. click on video so you can just do a forward slash video or, or click on it and it's uh our webinar that we put together going through the slides talks about employee employment versus business ownership, covers everything we, we discussed today. A little less detailed than the book, but it'll give you a, a good general overview in 20 or 25 minutes.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. All right, guys. So this wraps up another incredible episode of the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. Don't forget to stream the St. Clair Speak Show podcast now streaming on Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, Facebook, and now RE Stream. I'll see you guys in the next one. Like I always say, it's that time.